from the iHeartRadio studios in New York City. Come two diehard fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. And this is Appetite for Distortion. I'm going to dedicate this to Mr. Malcolm Young. Who will be sorely missed by none more than his brother Angus. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando, episode 35. Yes, rest in peace. Malcolm Young, a long battle with uh, dementia. Just uh, awful, so I like to think he's uh, at peace now. Uh, Guns N' Roses, last night in Las Vegas. Uh, Of course, this is a podcast. I say last night because I try to be as much in real time as possible. It is uh, November 19th, 1 o'clock. Scotto, Ian, could not be here today uh, because, I don't know, it's too early for him. I said, uh, hey, do you want to come on with uh, Russ TCB? Second time, and he's like, uh, I don't like him. He didn't say that. I'm totally making that up. <laughs> so uh, Russ TCB from my GNR forum uh, joins us for the second time. So, and the first time, I did not have the sound clip, Russ. So you are officially <laughs> you're a bad apple. And joining him, uh, we'll see if Downsy will be a bad apple, the uh, administrator for my GNR forum. So you guys going to be my my co-hosts, uh, guests today. So I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, on. right on, man. Not a problem. And uh, since I'm getting you on right away, you have to bear with my stupid little segment at the beginning of the show where we get to all the itinerary shotgun news. News. I did not take my medication today. So I want to say, uh, say first uh, thank you to uh, Ryan Roxy. Uh, of course, from Slash of Snake Pit, current guitarist from uh, Alice Cooper. He was on our last episode. Awesome guy. Can't wait to have him back. Check that out, that episode, if you haven't already. Some tidbits about Slash of Snake Pit never heard before. Like, Gilby Clark was going to be the, one of the original guitarists, but never happened. I, I don't think he, uh, he's like, I never said that before. And he said it to us. It's kind of great. Uh, so I appreciate all the feedback from uh, all of you. Uh, also, I got to say uh, happy 57th birthday to Matt Sorum who apparently is the oldest guy in Guns N' Roses or in that family. Is that, do you guys know that offhand? He's 57? I, well, what's funny is as that was coming out of your mouth, I was like, really? 57? So, no, I didn't know that. And Yeah, that does sound accurate. He'd be the oldest. And he looks good, man. Like, he's like a jack dude. Yeah, he looks all right. Yeah. Uh, I, he doesn't look as good as uh, Sammy Hagar, but uh, he's, he looks good. And so, again, I also want to mention uh, last night in Vegas, of course, that uh, Malcolm Young uh, dedication, but also... Uh, maybe we could start here, fellas, if you want, uh, or just a quick little opinion on it. Uh, DJ Ashba was uh, was there, and he was taking pictures with Duff Slash and saying it's great to see the boys back together again because there were rumors of Sorum and, and DJ being in Vegas, so they were like, oh, okay, are they going to show up? But they DJ just, you know, hung out. 
So welcome officially to Appetite for Distortion, <laughs> Downsy and Russ. I can't think of a better subject to start on than uh, <laughs> the DJ, DJ Aspa. <laughs> yeah, Russ, take that one about DJ. Um, go ahead. <laughs> no, we could save that. Uh, we could save that for later if you want. Yeah, I. He's a he's a really nice guy, <laughs> and I say that not I say that not sarcastically. He is. He's an extremely nice guy. Thus concludes any thought that I could share on DJ that is even remotely positive. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I did meet him once. Um, some of, on the forum will uh, are somewhat familiar with my um, abbreviated uh, account of the night I, I, I met Axel and partied with the band. Uh, this was about seven years ago. And I did get to meet uh, DJ. And you can say what you want about his stage antics or his, you know, he's very good at self-promotion and all that stuff. and His water? salesmanship and all that stuff. Um, but he is, when you do meet him, he is a very nice guy. And you, you can't take that away from him. And, uh, he's, and he's a very humble guy. I actually gave him a compliment. I did like the solo that he was, when he first was brought out, he did this uh, solo. I actually can't remember the name of it. Uh, the Ballad of Death Metal, I believe it was. And I said, you know, you, you and Axel need to polish that up into a full-fledged song. And he gave me a high five. And he's like, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. That's amazing. He goes, can you do me a favor? I said, what's that? He says, well, Axel's right over there. Can you go tell him that? But don't tell him I said that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I said what I said with no, with no sarcasm whatsoever. He, he's a super nice dude. He comes yeah. off as a nice guy. Actually, I, I was initially excited when he had joined uh, the band because I was a fan and still am more, I mean, mainly of the first record of, of 6 a.m. And I was like, oh, I like that first 6 a.m. record. Let me see what this guy brings. And I just thought it was weird when he started wearing that Nightmare Before Christmas version of Slash's top hat. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, that's just like, I thought that was weird. I'm like, you can't help. A, Richard Fortas can't help the fact that he's kind of into a What's that? Yeah. I say it'll quickly devolve into a uh, bashing session if I even start. I agree with you there. Okay. He always struck me as, as someone that never really knew how to fit in to the band, um, you know, how to yeah. sort of behave on stage, how to, you know, I mean, there was, you know, he had his anti-bullying campaign, which is really great, um, but then he would brag about him and Axel beating up some guy. And I was like, well, or smashing pots in the hallways. And I'm like, well, that's nice for the maid. Like, you know, it's like it was it was it was kind of a contradictory story he seemed to put out um, or persona that was, you know, it, it put a, a bad taste in a lot of fans mouths mm. and, uh, and and mine included. So, um, you know, I'm glad he went, glad he had a good time, but I'm glad he was in the audience and not on the stage. Fair enough. See, I wanted to get your guys' opinions on that because I wasn't sure. I'm like, it's cool that he's there, but it would have bothered me if he was on stage before the likes of Izzy or, honestly, even Buckethead. Yeah. You know, especially with his health issues, fucking get him back up there before he dies. Uh, so yeah. I, we yeah, don't have I to sp- <laughs> we don't have to spend any more time. No, uh, we, on, if, on if, DJ. If, <laughs> if we did a poll, we do polls all the time on the forum. Like, what do sure. you like, rank this? Do this, and we if we did a poll on like which member would you like to see come back, and we did all. I mean, GNR has got a lot of people in there. I I'd put some serious money down that DJ would probably be low on that list. I yeah. think Bucket would be way higher than a lot of people would uh, would guess, though. I w- yeah, but honestly, yeah, I think, I so think too. definitely. I think if you would, even Gary Sunshine or <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> uh, uh, the less known players would probably rank higher than DJ. I mean, he just 
he just wasn't a good fit for uh, for the fans, and it's unfortunate because I think he means well. And uh, but uh, it's we're on to greener pastures, and so let's. I, it's a very I, it's a very good way to encapsulate DJ. He means well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? So speaking of meaning well, though, Downsy, uh, you're of the the land of meaning well. You're calling from Canada, right? That's right. Um, the politeness so a of country. A lot of people know I'm from Canada, and. Uh, and, and so the forum, just to give you a little history, it was owned and started by a guy named Eric who lives in Montreal, um, and he was the original owner of my GNR forum. Okay. Um, and one thing I, I just uh, I, when I was I listened to Russ's uh, your the great uh, episode of, that you had Russ on um, yesterday, and um, when one thing that's kind of funny about my GNR my GNR forum is so I own my GNR forum I don't own my GNR um, Eric still owns that, and uh, and the funny thing about that is is that uh, we've had complaints, particularly from former members like uh, Chris Pittman, who hmm. think we're the same thing, and so he's gone off on us because some information on my GNR is wrong, and I'm like, I, I can't help that, uh, you know, I don't have control yeah, over that. Pittman's like really mad that his birthday is wrong, and I'm not <laughs> making this up. He's like really mad that his birthday is wrong. If you go to mygnr.com. And, yeah. and we, so keep, we, we get like the anyway, last communication we had. We're just like we we don't we don't own it. We can't do anything so, about your birthday being wrong. Eric Eric was the original owner. He was from Canada, and in about 2009, maybe no, maybe 2011, he sold it to a guy uh, whose username was UK Stubbs, um, and he owned it from about 2011 to uh, just at the end, beginning of 2015 or 14. And I, or 2015, and I bought it at the beginning of 2015. Um, so it's back, uh, Canadian owning it. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't like that. But uh, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with I like Canadians? You have uh, a, you have a handsome prime minister. I mean, hockey. Sh- I mean, hockey is should be our national pastime. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Some people don't, uh, and that might have something to do with me. But. Uh, it is what it is, and uh, it is kind of a funny thing, and we can get into this later, but, you know, people um, people on the forum and when it, you do meet fans in, in real life or forum members on real life, you know, there's this perception that, you know, because I'm the owner and Russ is an administrator and the staff, you know, we're all insiders and we're talking to the, the management, the band, and, we're you know, the, we're these people that have our, our you know, have a, some sort of contact with the band where that's really not true. I mean, I'm just a guy that lives outside of Toronto that owns the website um, that now that's popular with the GNR fans, but uh, I don't consider myself to be anyone special or, 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 or anyone important. In, with, oh, don't say I, that. I think you're, important. no, I, it's, it, it really gets overplayed. <laughs> I, um, I'm being so, uh, facetious, but I know what you're, okay. what you're saying. Um, but it's funny when we meet mm-hmm. fans in real life. They've got this perception that you, you're going backstage all the time, and you're you can call Axel up, and that's it's really far from the truth. You know, I I deal with the same thing. Just being in radio, everyone thinks you have tickets on you all the yeah. fucking time. Yeah, yeah, I guess I have concert tickets. I guess shit them out. This happened. Yeah. Uh, no joke. I was wearing it was like maybe a couple years ago. I was wearing a staff shirt for the station I was working at, and I go through a McDonald's. And the uh, the girl at the you know the window, she's like, "Oh, you work for such and such." I was like, "Yeah." Uh, she's like, "Oh, do you have any uh, anything on you? You can give me my money to give me my <laughs> fucking like, hamburger." You're like, "Oh yeah, right here." 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, that, it, that's unfortunately the world that we live in when you're some sort of, I don't want to use the authority because you don't say that. We, we, we've said, Ian and I have, uh, Ian and I have said that since the beginning that, you know, yes, we both have radio experience, you know, which has given us the ability to do this podcast, but we're not insiders. We're just two fans that happen to make a, uh, a podcast, happen to be in radio, and, you know, hopefully you like it. And it sounds like that's what you're trying to do, uh, or you have done, I think, with the forum, because I've been uh, following this for quite a while. I was telling Russ that when I first spoke to him, back in the, in the days of the uh, Chinese democracy leaks, you know, not, you know, I know there are rules against it now, uh, but at the time, or anything new, and not even just like audio or, or just trying to find out, uh, you know, snippets of uh, new songs, but just information. That was the only place for like the longest time to go was in my GNR forum, and I still frequent. We talk about you guys all the time, but yeah, you're right. It's it, the same thing. We get the same thing, though, here to wrap up my, my pointless point, uh, that we get the same thing, whether in radio, whether it's tickets or we have certain information. I, 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 maybe it's partially our fault. I don't know about you. If you talk about or you post pictures with you and, uh, like, band members or whatever, like today I posted and I kid you not, I worked with uh, Steve Harvey this morning, and there's a picture. Of, I posted a picture because you know I'm a I'm a fame whore. But all my friends think that I hang out with celebrities, and it's like no, I just happen to work in a place that these people happen to be sometimes. So Steve Harvey from yeah. the Family Preview. Yeah, man, I was at our. That's uh, amazing. My wife and I we watch the show every night. We love that show. <laughs> I, I I purpose I wanted to get a picture not just for my own uh, so I can get likes and Instagram likes. Uh, I wanted to show my mom because she and, her, and my sure. brothers watch Family Feud. <laughs> So that's like one of the things that I do. I was in, uh, I'm in Tribeca now, uh, where we normally record um, Appetite. And well, when I say it like that, it makes it sound like the record, but I'll leave it. It yeah. sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds cool. It sounds cool. You know what I mean. Uh, but I was at our uh, Uptown office because Steve Harvey, he is now en route to France for the holiday. So he was recording his morning show. Um, I had to be at work at fucking 6 a.m. So I've been awake since 6. Yeah, and Steve Harvey on a was. Yeah, and on Sunday he's recording his morning show for tomorrow, because he's wow. yes he's going. That's how it's a lie, everybody. Everything on radio is a lie. <laughs> yeah, wow. So like I mean, when things. I post pictures like that to wrap up my stupid point, people see that they think I'm always hanging out with rock stars, and I'm like, no, I'm a or Family Feud hosts. I'm like, no, I'm an idiot. I just happen to be in this line of work. You guys are. You know, me, I was just assuming Steve Harvey was a huge GNR fan. That's why he <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, I thought when I got your message, I'm like, wait, you're having Steve Harvey on? He's a huge GNR. That's amazing. That's cool. I will tell you this, and um, I have to follow up with him, and it is uh, Guns N' Roses related, so we can bounce off it. Um, Roy Orbison Jr., because obviously Roy Orbison is dead, uh, but Roy Orbison Jr. was um, at our facilities maybe a couple weeks ago, and I saw he was following uh, the AFD show on Twitter. You never know who's actually seriously, like, hey, I want to follow this show, or they're just trying to get followers just in general. Right. Um, so I followed them back anyway because I liked his ratio. I always pay attention mm-hmm. to, to the uh, the following to followers ratio. And I actually messaged him when he was in the building doing his promo for his, I guess, a documentary for his father. And as I'm tweeting him, he walks into the studio that I was in, which is just odd timing. And I was like, hey, I'm Brando from Appetite for Distortion. Not thinking. I'm like, that sounds so fucking stupid. Like, hey, I'm from a Guns N' Roses podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah, I follow you guys. I'm like, really? You know, he's like, I want to come on. 
He's like, I'm like, really? Like, you know, no offense. I'm like, do you, can you talk about Guns N' Roses? He's like, yeah, I used to hang out with Axel and uh, Aaron back in the day. And, and uh, basically cool. uh, a pretty woman is like sweet child of mine. And he starts going through the chord progression. And I was like, yeah. well, fuck me for assuming you couldn't talk about it. So next time, because he's on tour right now. So in the future, Roy Orbison Jr., again, just shit luck uh, of, of mine will be uh, a guest for the AFD show. But, well, I look forward right. to hearing that one. Yeah, it should be good. But that is then. This is now uh, with you guys. Because I know we got a little bit of info from uh, Russ in that episode about you know about him, the man. But I want to know about you a little bit, Downsy, because uh, you're from Canada. And how did you get into Guns N' Roses? And I want to kind of character build and get to know you a little bit before we get into the bells and whistles of the forum and talk about some cool GNR stuff. Sure. So, yeah, no, I, I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible because my, my history at GNR is coming up on I don't know, almost 30 years. Uh, I was, you know, a casual fan in the late 80s. I was only like eight, eight or nine years old when the appetite destruction kind of hit. So I was a little too young for that. Um, it was really the user illusion albums that really got my hook, got the hooks in me. I, uh, uh, I mean, November Rain got me to learn and play the piano, and I can play that song almost backwards. It's, you know, it, it had a huge influence on my life. And 90s, you know, GNR kind of went away, and we were all sort of waiting to see what, what was going to happen. Um, and the first time I went online in 95, 96, as a you know, teenager, um, first thing I looked for was Guns N' Roses. And there really wasn't, there was like a couple homemade pages there was no web presence really there was a little bit i came across a mailing list called the dust and bones mailing list which was run by a guy named jeff boreal you will see some people in the in the current community that are still around from that era and that mailing list was actually quite huge for the time i mean i think it had thousands of subscribers uh the owner actually got would, would get invited out to axel's house in malibu to listen to material and we were just like oh my god this is amazing so that kind of sustained us yarmo who owns here today gone to uh gone to hell and mm -hmm. is now subsequently an employee of the band um was a member and uh and it was it was a tight-knit community and it was fun to be a part of because when people complain about you know nothing's going on about gnr in, in, the, in the last few years the last 15 years Man, it's it's totally different than what it was back then. Like from '96 to 2000, there was nothing. I mean, literally, you didn't know what Axel looked like other than that one random mugshot. Didn't know what the sound was going to be. Didn't even know who was in the band. It was. I mean, you were in the desert back then, and so the GNR community really grew out of there. Even though people don't may not know much about it, it was that mailing list that that was the launching pad for guys like Yarmo, um, and then later on um, from that forum the here today, then my GNR kind of picked up the mantle as well. And so I, kind of, I came up with that, and uh, I, I've kind of grown up in sort of like that holding pattern with GNR for most of my adult life. Um, so just to, to put this, uh, to, you know, to end, end sort of my history, when – uh, I was around uh, getting more and more involved in the forums, and in about 2014, uh, the previous owner of MyGNR Forum, UK Subs, uh, he was going through some issues at the time, uh, and, and uh, he, you know, his interest in the band was starting to waver, and he decided he wanted to sell. Um, 
I decided I was just newly made a, a mod, but I was like, this need this form needs a serious overhaul from the business. The business was, was terrible. It was losing five, six hundred dollars a month. Mm. Um, and so I was able to get all of that back on track. And uh, so I bought it from them in early 2015. And thankfully, the team that was in place uh, decided to stay on. Russ has been seriously a lifesaver in keeping that place afloat. Uh, I mean, he's, he really is the biggest uh, presence in terms of uh, keeping everyone behaved and, and making it the form that I think most people want it to be. Um, and I've been really thankful that I have such a great staff or, or I'm part of a staff, I should say, that uh, keeps the forum um, as, as vibrant and as healthy as it is today. So that's uh, uh, to give you a quick two minute or three minute, I don't know how long it was, but to give you a history of who I was and, and uh, who and how I came to be the owner of the forum. Now, you, you do all this uh, kind of how I do the po- podcast is just because you're a fan and you have a normal life, correct? That's right. Uh, and that's right. And, and so to, to get back to a previous point about, you know, this idea that we're insiders. Well, no, we're not. We're, we're just random average fan, fan. Well, we're not average fans. We're hardcore fans. <laughs> um, you know, uh, people, my friends think I'm nuts with everything that I've got going on with GNR and how many shows I've seen. I, I think I just saw my 18th or 19th show. Um, the two shows in Toronto were my 18th and 19th show. Uh, but I go, well, <laughs> come to the forum and you'll, you'll need some real, like, I, I don't even consider myself, you know, the top 5% of GNR fans. Like there's some guys out there, uh, like our, our, one of our staff members, uh, Black Sabbath. I mean, I think he's gone to 15 shows this year. Um, and how? And now he's in, <laughs> well, he's in his early twenties and, uh, I think he's got, uh, I don't want to get a trust fund much about it, but he, he's got, he's got a lifestyle that allows him to do it. I mean, I remember being 21 and, uh, I was living at home at, at the time and I got to see five shows with Buckethead and cause I was living at home. So I had some, a little more disposable income. So I sure. went to the, I, I was actually, it's funny that Russ and I were at the same show in Detroit in 2002, where they played a whole bunch of material from Chinese democracy and, Went to London, Ontario, Toronto, uh, Boston. I was at the Madison Square Garden show. I think you were at that one there, Brando. The uh, the O2 one or the one this year? The O2. Okay. Were you at that one? Yes, I was. That was I. Um, Axel made some sort of Conan joke, and they were passing That's out right, donuts. The, donut. the donut joke. Yeah, yeah. And he came on early too. I think I was blown away by how early he came on because all the other shows they were coming on at eleven and. Madison Square Garden, I think it was close to 10 o'clock, and that was electric. And then I went to the Philly show, and we all know what happened there. And, yeah, got canceled. Uh, so but that, uh, the O2 show, was, uh, that was your perfect conditions, being Canadian. There was like a blizzard that day. Uh, yeah, and, and so for me, I never got – Russ was fortunate. I never got to see the band back in their heyday. Even though I was a huge fan, I you know, my friends had tickets to the, the Toronto show in 92, which when they were playing with Metallica. Mm. And uh, I was 12 or 13 years old at the time, and uh, the, I think the Montreal riots had just happened. And my parents are like, eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, they said, you can go see the, I, you know, fair enough. I was a 12-year-old kid. There'd just been a riot. I, you know, I get it. But they go, you can go see the band the next time they come to town. Okay. Well, 
you know, that never happened. That never <laughs> worked out for your parents. <laughs> well, it worked out for my parents. So when 2002 came around, I had, you know, I just had to see him as much as I could. So I, I I, that's it. why I went to five shows and saw them five times again in 2006 and three times in 2010 and, you know, a sprinkle of times since then. And, and it's, it, it, every, every tour is its own sort of period. And so, um, you know, it brings in a different group of fans and there's different waves and, and being on the forums, you can see the, the, the cyclical nature of, of, of GNR fandom, which is really interesting to watch and participate in. Why do you think, I mean, we we're talking about this a little bit briefly off the air and I know we, uh, Ian and I have discussed this, you know, why do you think GNR fans are, cause I don't see this kind of rabid behavior or, um, Maybe like kind of like siding with teams with because with all the personnel changes, I only will see that if you're, you know, a Swifty or a Katie Cat or, or just some sort of, you know, teeny bopper, you know, because that's but it's not even like it's it's uh, I wouldn't compare, of course, Guns Roses fans to being like teeny bopper, but I'm saying being involved in that level. Uh, online, yeah. and if you go to like the older bands, I know Kiss, uh, you know, has forums and, a, and there's a podcast out there and other bands, but I just don't see it, especially with the, the diversity that uh, comes with the, the Guns N' Roses fans. For for me, uh, number one, you know, and it, this is no disrespect to those other artists that were named, but you know, when you're talking about material like Appetite for Destruction, Sweet Child of Mine, November Rain, is Strange, you know, these are like transcendent. But, you know, this is transcendent material that that goes across uh, generations, and that's why you know to this day you'll you'll hear of people that are you know eleven, twelve years old just getting an appetite like like all of us did. Um, but the, the the big thing is that GNR fans are passionate like almost no other band I've ever seen. Like right. people don't just have an opinion about you know, November rain in general, they have an opinion about every version of November rain that's ever been played and, and, and a serious opinion about it, you know? So it's, you know, I think that a lot of times you, these people get so, so passionate about it, but it's because this isn't just in, or at least in my opinion, I, I would assume in all of our opinions, uh, you know, this isn't just average material. This isn't like it's, you know, you know, just a, a regular pop song that comes and goes so much. Uh, I mean, they have a really small discography, but so much of it is so transcendent uh, across generations. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be quite some time before any of their material uh, goes away from regular rotation on, on any rock station. No, um, not at all. Not so, at all. Especially, you know, yeah, uh, you know. with, with like with appetite playing and, uh, and I use this analogy and this uh, segue into it. I look at Guns N' Roses as like a sports team. You know, and, and segue is because, yeah. you know, Welcome and Paradise City. Well, so did Axel still at one point. What's, oh, yeah, right. Uh, so I, I look well, at it like a uh, like a sports team where they're, the passionate, like, fans are watching. You know, if you're, if you're watching replays of last night's game and you're questioning certain decisions or the replays and, you know, hey, he's his game last week was better than this week. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with like Axel, like his performance was better than that performance. Why did they choose to do this? Oh yeah. Yeah. If you go into our, uh, like our, the, the tour section of the show or of the forum, uh, I, you know, you take a random show thread with 20 or so pages. There, there will be several people. Uh, that's a good jungle scream. That was better than two nights ago. 
You know, like uh, it's a it's a much better uh, much right. much better jungle intro than you know or, or you know oof last night's jungle scream was much better than tonight's. You know, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that's just so it's, odd. It's, to it's, me. it's crazy to see. Yeah, the uh, but I think so many people are so connected with it in their personal lives that that's why it. You know, like uh, you know, they've so many things in their life have happened to the tune of Welcome to the Jungle. You know, so and it's great how your the the forum kind of really just divides up because I've been to other. You know, forums as far as doing research for the show or just for my own fandom, and it's just the way it's organized into different, you know, whether it's a general discussion or different versions of the band. So uh, since there are so many opinions out there, and, I mean, it's the fact that you're able to organize them well. And I don't know how you – again, you said, uh, Downsy, that uh, that Russ uh, is like your, you know, your saving grace. I mean, I don't know how you, you monitor it all. I mean, that's got to – I always well, get – because, you know, I'll, I'll let you jump off here. When I post – you know, an episode or even anything just in, in general, whether it's a stupid G, uh, GNR meme or like today, I wished uh, by accident, I wished um, Matt Sorum a happy 56th birthday. But a listener, uh, James McCormick, corrected me. 57. <laughs> Fucking Wikipedia didn't update. OK, sorry. Yeah. To be honest, that happened to me um, a, a couple of weeks ago. And my staff, particularly Power Age 5, likes to give me a hard time about it. I, uh, I, I was I was kind of bragging about the fact that uh, when I when uh, GNR played Prostitute in Toronto it had, it had closed uh, it, I'd finally heard every song on Chinese Democracy performed live oh, really? um, okay. and, and to my knowledge I was the only person that had ever outside that may be an employee of the band I think I was the only fan that had actually ever heard that uh, ever heard every make, claim, make that claim and uh, you know I was like oh look at me I'm special and uh, and <laughs> Someone on the floor was like, uh, you are aware of the fact that they played Rye Hat in two, 2002 and then they played the rest in Tokyo and then they played the rest of the album in 2009. So I'm pretty sure. And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not so special. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they, the guys on there, they, I mean, I don't think anyone knows everything, but I mean, the, the, the culmination of knowledge on that forum is, is insane. Um, so much so that, you know, as much as Russ and I and the rest of the staff members like to think that we're experts, we don't know everything and we make mistakes all the time and we get called on it and we're like, yeah, I get, you know, damn, that was wrong on that one. So <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, pardon the pun, but uh, the form is a bit of a jungle and, uh, mm. you know, you got to have a little thick skin sometimes, but, um, I just wanted to, to touch upon the idea of why, what's different about GNR fans. Um, I don't think necessarily it's ne uh, something to do with the fans. Uh, I think it has something more to do with the nature of the band. Um, GNR has never really been a band that's been great at fan outreach. Um, they didn't even really have a, a website, I think until 2006. I mean, they had some sort of like beta versions in the early 2002s and it got shut down. It was and just then, like a logo, right? Half the time? Yeah. And then or shop. They had a GNR online uh, forum that got shut down when people started posting uh, uh, Axel's private information. And so they never really did much. And, and then, you know, I mean, Axel, and they don't really do interviews. They, if, GNR is not Pearl Jam. They're not, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen. They're not these bands that bend over backwards to to bring in fans and engage fans, like fan engagement up until maybe recently night, night train, they're, they're sort of turning it around a bit. Uh, they, they just aren't a fan engagement band. And so 
you know, combine that with the fact that it took a long time to get a new album out, and they left at the prime. I mean, when they left in 93, they were the biggest band in the world. Not too many bands go out on top. And so there was a lot of people like myself that just go, well, wait a second. You know, it was so amazing. I want to hear some, I want more. I want to hear more. I, I, you know, you left me, you know, with this great uh, tour, the user illusion tour promises of new material. Now what? And so when you, when you think of that, they don't do interviews, they don't do fan engagement. They, the promises of more material, it helped, it kept people holding on to, uh, to the band. And the only way they could really, uh, engage in that all that you know energy and an excitement and curiosity was on the forums and um so we benefited from that and we're happy to play our part in in allowing people to stay engaged and like you said it's it's a team um it, it's it's very much like a sports team which is actually something i've actually said to gnr management in person you know i said you know you have to accept the fact that people follow gnr like it's a, it's their favorite sports team so like i live close to toronto so the maple leafs are are, are everything here but that just sure. because you're a maple leafs fan doesn't mean you d- agree with everything they do you love them but when they make a, a, a silly mistake or or an un, un, unforced error you want to complain about it you know well, they've and been bad for a while bad. no offense well, yeah. Woman Islander fan. I'm not, so, to be honest, I'm not a, a Maple Leafs fan. I'm, I actually root against them. I'm one of the minorities here, but I get it. And the, and the okay. band is sort of the same thing. You know, it, being able to vent and voice frustrations and complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I know. Initially, for a long time, the the, the people in the management and the, and the band members themselves really didn't like that. But it was cathartic for for forum members or for fans, and it allowed them to go. Okay, I complain about it. I feel better. I'm still a fan. I still love these guys. I still love the music, and I want to keep keep trucking, kind of thing. So, I, I think that all those dynamics sort of explains why why my GNR forum still exists and why there's still such a large online fan forum presence. So, I just uh, thought I'd uh, contribute my two cents on that. Well, that's why you're here to contribute more than two cents. <laughs> but no, I, I completely understand that, and that's kind of how one what GNR is for a lot of us, you know, myself included, where they're this kind of mysterious band. They're not um, like a Kiss. I know Ian brings them up all the time that just shove everything in your face and Kiss Con, and it's just it's a lot. So I, I just feel like there's nothing left to the imagination. With Guns N' Roses, it feels like there's some sort of secret society about who may know what and just, again, a collection of knowledge. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but ever since I've started the podcast, it's kind of made me feel like less of a dork. Or I think it was Russ that you mentioned or or your friends think you're crazy for being a part of this. Or maybe it was you, Downsy, that mentioned it. And a lot of my friends think that I'm nuts about, do you know, even before I did the podcast. But what I've noticed that not just you, but fans across the world have not just the same amount of passion, but a lot of cases more passion, more knowledge than I have. So it's very comforting that there is this fan base out there that is just more than a fan base, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was, I was, we talked about this a little before the taping, but you know, I, I, during from about 2006 to around 2011, I traveled a ton to see. GNR, and when you're in any city, you know it's you know obviously you're going to see a bunch of GNR fans around the 
you know, the bars around the venue or, or whatever. So, you know, that's not a big deal. You roll into some, you know, whatever, Chicago, Youngstown, Ohio, Manhattan, wherever you roll in and obviously the surrounding bars, you're going to run into a bunch of GNR fans. But when, uh, when I flew out to Vegas to see that second show in 2016, it was just insane to me. I mean, you could not look anywhere in Las Vegas without seeing a GNR shirt from some era. Uh, I mean, the whole city was just taken over by GNR fans. And I ended up throwing a pre-party earlier that day in, a, in, a, in my room on the strip. And at one point in the day, we had six uh, people representing from six different continents all at once in the same room. And it was just really like, holy cow. Like, you know, that that's really, really, it's amazing. It may, like you said, to bring it back to your point, it makes you feel like le- less of the only person in the world that might still care what GNR is up to, you know, and when someone else gives you uh you know, crap about it, and then you, you have an event like that happen, it's like, no, wait a minute, a, a lot of people really care about this. Like, it's more than a lot. I, I, I'm just so yeah. surprised. I, I knew, obviously, there this <laughs> mega band. Uh, I'm just trying to think of, like, what the biggest band was. I mean, GNR seems to be the the last mega band, you know, maybe other than, um, you know, like the, the Nirvanas and, like, that, that era. But they're, I, I still consider them an overlap with that era, not so much the hair metal. But, I mean, since that yeah, decade, the late 80s, that. early 90s, there don't seem to be many mega bands uh, out there now. And so with that knowledge and now coming across when I went to Giant Stadium last year or uh, MS, uh, Madison Square Garden uh, just a few weeks ago um, and just seeing the variety of ages and ethnicities and it's just uh, it, it's something else, and it's like wow, I, I belong. I feel like I'm part of a group. I, I appreciate what you guys have been doing for a while. I mean, it's the only thing that was getting me any sort of GNR fix until I don't know, even this reunion. Because uh, you mentioned as far as the press, uh, they don't. The only thing I would give them credit for is now with this not in this lifetime thing. I think they're pretty good with social media. You know, as far as getting trying to get fan interaction and, and hey, send us a tweet, uh, we'll, we'll upgrade you. So I think their social media has gotten better, but just like you yeah. said, in general, they don't do uh interviews, maybe during no, they the, don't, not now, and, anyway. No, they don't, and I don't think they will. I think um, they've got too good of a thing going, there's too much money on the table. I mean, I think when this is all said and done, they'll probably sell something like a billion dollars worth of tickets. And you know, I think they're they're gun shy about about doing press, considering how it hasn't gone well for them in the past. And one person says one thing, and it gets taken out of context, and then you know that brings up a band meeting, or then it creates acrimony in the band. They just you know, and this is just conjecture by me. I I, I certainly don't know this for sure, but I think it's probably in everyone's interest to keep their mouths shut and focused on the music and focus on the shows because. Doing, they don't need to do press. I mean, they're selling out arenas and stadiums all over the world, so why do it? You're right, and right? again, that's the sports uh, analogy I like to use because they have to do press after a game. They have to yeah. do it, and they have to be careful how they do it. Um, I know you have your Toronto Argonauts, uh, but, I mean, in, in uh, the NFL, I mean, you know, with Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick, he says so little. Just do your job. Yeah. Just do your job. Yeah. And I can imagine, I, and I respect Guns N' Roses operating the same way because there is a lot of bullshit out there, uh, you know, slinging mud and uh, things said in the press between teammates, between bandmates. So um, 
it could be well, just your opinion, but I, I definitely think think that there's some validity to that. But the, the funny thing about that is they're not unopinionated people. I mean, I, Brando, have you ever met anyone like a band member or like Axel or any of the management team or something like that? The only person I've met, which was a couple of times, was uh, Bumblefoot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've had the experience, uh, the, the fortune, good fortune of, of meeting Axel a couple times. And the first time I met him was in 2010. And uh, he is not shy on his opinions and he loves to talk and he's, he's gregarious and he's funny. And he's witty. He's, he's a really nice guy. And I've, I've spoken to the management a few times and they have their opinions. They're very opinionated, but they're also very, very guarded. And I think for, in some reasons, justifiably so. Um, this is a conscious decision on their part because they're looking at the greater good. And uh, I don't necessarily fault them on that, even though it's very frustrating for us as fans who want to know more, want to understand, well, how did the reunion happen? Who said who, who what to who, who initiated, you know, it's, uh, I mean, we've got some of it from Axel, but it's just one of those things you have to ask yourself. I think it's not, it's an either or proposition. Do you, do you want to enjoy this tour and this reunion that we never thought we'd get? Or do you want the nitty gritty details that, you know, if they got into maybe, you know, might not serve the, the greater good. And I think in the end, they're, they're making that conscious decision not to, to engage the, the uh, media and answering questions in a way that we would kind of expect in a situation like this. Yeah, they didn't do the like a press conference like what Van Halen did or what Motley Crue, Motley Crue did, and even as much press as what Motley did. Uh, that last tour, I just had no desire to see it because I knew how much they hated each other, and that would come out in the press. So I yeah. that would bother me if I if it came out that there are things that I know you guys have speculated on topic of discussion on the forum and on, on the show. That would you go see them if you knew it was just for the money, you know, if they were still hard, like hard feelings. Uh, so that's why I think we and things that are also discussed in the forum and uh, here on the podcast, we get so much joy. And when we see Axel smile or go over to Slash and give him a hug or so it's um, you, you could be right. I mean, obviously, I would love to have one of these guys uh, or gal uh, on the on the podcast at some point. Um, so I was just for a selfish, uh, selfishly, sure. I'd love to talk to them, but uh, as a fan, yeah, I don't want anything to, to ruin it. Uh, I'm surprised. And, you know, I want to hear your guys' opinion. I thought they were going to be done in 2018, at least take a break, but they added more tours or tour dates to this, uh, not in this lifetime tour and they're, they're still doing it. So they either like money that much because they sure have plenty of it or they just haven't gotten enough of each other and they want to continue doing what they do. For me personally, I think a lot of it is like a, a make good thing. Like they made sure to fly through uh, St. Louis and, you know, they're pretty much going to everywhere they can. I think that, you know, a lot of this is kind of an unsaid, you know, sorry about <laughs> all the years. Yeah. Of time, you, know, and, you know what I mean? I think, I think that's why it, I mean, of, of course, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that money has nothing to do with it, but I think that the reason why so many different places are, are getting it is for exactly that reason. I Personally, I have a whole bunch of opinion. I think Axel's on quite a bit of a uh, cleanup tour myself just for, you know, the, the uh, overall uh, opinions that have been of him over the years and whatnot. And, then, you know, getting back together with Slash, 
uh, you know, putting everything he can into the shows, uh, everything he did with ACDC, I, I really think the guy's trying to make up for, for lost time, you know, as far as his opinions, uh, the opinions been of him for years, if, you know, deserved or not. Uh, that's my personal opinion on why things are going the way they are now. I agree with you. Uh, I think he, I think that's why he's so happy now, or it appears to be, that he's trying to make up for lost time, just like you said, that I had all these years of my youth where I could be could have been doing this with these guys. Um, for whatever reason, uh, it didn't happen that way, and now he's just trying to you know cram before a test, and I, 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 I love it. The fact he doesn't have yeah. to do that. You know, we can just do, yeah. uh, they can just do a farewell thing, but that they're going, seemingly going out of their way for St. Louis or Montreal. And, um, you know, my ex-girlfriend who's from Ottawa, that first go-around, she had to go to Toronto, and she was upset about it because uh, <laughs> it's, what is it, four hours from Toronto to Ottawa or something? Yeah, and it's a terrible drive. Yeah, so but now so when far. they came back around to Ottawa, she was like, oh, it's great. I'm gonna go to the Ottawa, yeah. the Toronto show also, but the fact so it's just, it's very cool. And every time they announce new dates, you know, uh, you see people like, hey, what about here? What about here? And little do they know on this next leg that sometimes it does come up. So it's good for them. They seem to be uh, doing doing a good good thing for a lot of people, making well, a lot of people someone, happy. Yeah, someone has been. Uh, I mean. I was 12 years old watching the Paris pay-per-view and just being in awe of these, these rock gods. And, and, and I grew up with them. They're kind of like the soundtrack of my life. And, and so you, you, these people mean something to you and, and um, you have your own selfish reasons for wanting a reunion, but you also, I, I'll speak for myself here. You know, it's kind of like, of course, you want your parents to get along, right? And yeah. to see Axel and Slash on stage smiling and having a good time, it's just, it, I, look, I don't, money is obviously a reason why they're doing it, but it's not, it can't be the only reason. Axel strikes me as the kind of guy that if, if he and Slash did not get along and did not, couldn't reconcile, he would sell his house in Malibu and downsize before he'd <laughs> share a stage with somebody he didn't like. I just don't believe that. This is just for the money. I think I think there was um, a reconciliation. And for me personally, as someone that looks at these guys and go, you know, they mean a lot to me, even though I, I have no sort of personal connection with them, it's just really cathartic to see these two two guys share a stage and what it must mean for them um, to bury all of that sort of bullshit and anger and just to enjoy life and play the songs that mean so much to them and everyone else. It's, it's just a really great thing to see and, and you know, so I'm happy in that way, outside of my own selfish reasons. I completely agree. And to bounce off something you said before, you know, talking about, you know, Estranged and November Rain and GNR has these songs, unlike other bands, uh, it's the the rabbit hole we can go down with. And that's how I, I look at someone like Axel and Slash. And, you know, we all in our life have some sort of grudge, maybe with a friend or you know, falling out with a family member. And I don't know, you look at something like that, if you do look up to them or they mean something to you, it, it says, and it shows, hey, not everything, nothing lasts forever. Even, That's right. <laughs> yeah, even That's right. if, you know, uh, anger, because as I've gotten older, I don't want to be angry. I used to really identify with the angry Axel. Now I kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. now I identify more with the, the, the softer side of it. So there's a lot of depth there to these people. There's a lot of layers to these people. Uh, yep. all, all of them, Duff. Slash, so it's just more than just getting these performances that we've always wanted to see live. 
I think this is very interesting at a human level because there are still bands. Uh, Skid Row still refuses to get back with Sebastian Bach. They are completely happy playing casinos, and they just don't want to deal with the stress. And there, again, I, I kind of, as you guys may have related some GNR lyrics or songs to your life, you know, it's I relate these things to my life. You know, can I get past this certain bridge with this person to maybe to reconnect? Uh, to so, I mean, there's just a lot more to it than what's on uh, what's face value. Sure. Yeah, well, and I think that that has a, a huge, a huge play in why the online fan base is so big, uh, because yeah. worldwide there's people literally, as I've seen in person, uh, worldwide there's people that are just as touched by any any given GNR song as as you are, and it's really really amazing to see, and that's why you know a lot of, a lot of people in the four corners of the earth that's the easiest way for them to connect is you know through these forums and. Uh, you know, it's it's the, the opinions are just as varied as the personalities, uh, and they're both strong. The, the personalities are strong, the opinions are strong, and you know, in a way, you say, "Well, why does this happen?" And then you sit back and look at a guy like Axel, and it's like, "Well, of course that guy's fans are going to be that way." You know, he's got yeah. a strong personality; he's really opinionated. You know, so people that are drawn to that are probably going to be cut from at least a similar amount of the same cloth. You know, oh, a hundred percent, and that's what I I, I understand. And it's nice because I had certain friends that would be on Team Slash. And, I mean, you get that all the time in the forum. Team Slash, Team Axel, before the reunion. So what is – did you notice any sort of transition from, like, before the reunion with uh, – the, the uh, From the online fan base? I don't know how Jonesy feels, but I don't. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't notice anybody running around who used to praise, you know, Ron or – or, well, not DJ, but uh, Robin or, you know, whoever turning around going, now, oh, now I get it, Flash is the greatest thing ever. Like, the people who love Flash before love them now. I get my head caved in constantly on the forums because I still stick by the fact that uh, Robin Fink is my favorite guitar player that's ever been at GNR, and I don't care who, who doesn't like that opinion, like Flashback or not. Uh, you know, that's, that's my opinion. You're and allowed to have it, but I would just say you, why. Well, I no, just want to know why. Uh, oh, geez, that's a whole different podcast. Okay, all right, uh, fair enough. We'll save that for part three. That's me. I yeah. give him a hard time. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but I do, you know, Downsy, I don't know if you see it differently. I don't I don't see anybody with uh, – everybody still has the same opinions they had before, really, or at least in our community. No, I, you know, I, the, the, with respect to opinions of particular band members, I don't think that's changed too much. There was a significant – change in tone on the forum once the reunion thing started to percolate and then happen. Um, when I came, came, became the owner of the forum, things were really nasty and, and negative. And, um, you know, the, the forum did earn its reputation for being a place of, of, you know, where people would just go and complain and they're just angry. And, and, and it was just such a negative place. And, and I said to the staff, you know, you know, we're never going to we're never going to um, uh, censor anyone for having an opinion about a particular point. But we got to We got to clean up some of this just ugliness and vitriol. I mean, we have a, we're, our, basically our really only rule for the most part. Um, we have a bunch of rules on the forum. But the one that we really abide by is that you can attack the point, but not the person. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone if someone doesn't like something, you can go well. No, or someone, yeah, you know, I, I don't like that. Well, okay, I don't like your opinion. Da, 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 that's fine. But once you start getting the personal 
attacks. And, and back three years ago, that's, the form was kind of very heavily lopsided that, in that direction. And uh, in, my, in my brief, in my few encounters with GNR management, that was, that's what they would bring up. They said, it's just so ugly. Like, mm. why would we engage in people that are just so bitter and angry? And I said, you know, that's a valid point. I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. I said, but here's what's going to happen. You do something positive. You guys either put on an album or some big development like a reunion or something like that happens. You're going to see the, the tone change almost overnight and that's what happened and uh it's it's been really refreshing and great to see that you could come to a forum like ours and both speak positively and critically about something um and so that's been the biggest change in the last couple of years is that there's been um this sort of organic um uh shift to the positive that's been uh refreshing it really has, and and I I see it. It's not just with the dedicated Guns N' Roses forums like you. Uh, it's just with the with Facebook. Like anyone yep. can comment, and just yep. the positivity that's been coming out. Where uh, you just go back a few years, Guns N' Roses was becoming a joke with it, Chinese. Yeah, when they're playing bowling alleys, it's hard to then you know defend you know them as a sort of this viable creative force, right? So yeah. But it, it, yeah, I mean, it was just because Axel. I mean, every, he had this because he never spoke up against it. Had this Howard Hughes uh, psycho, you know, a stereotype about him in, in the in the out there in the world where uh, Duff and Slash are doing their thing, but GNR just disappeared, uh, or Axel disappeared. Chinese democracy was it ever going to come out? So they were becoming a joke. So I can see, I can, I can understand uh, the part of it where fans could be. Because you get angry and you get frustrated, and it's like I, yep. I love this band, and it comes out, and then who do you t- who do you t- attack? You can't attack Axel. You can't so you attack, you know, behind your keyboard somebody else. I mean that's the internet yeah, in, in right. all its glory. That's, so it's I very know, cool. I, it's one thing I want to interject mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah, I, I sincerely apologize, but it turns out I'm much shorter on time than I thought I was, so I'm going to have to drop out in about five minutes. All good, man. Uh, so, I, so I just want to let you know that, but. Uh, one thing I will say about that and the whole everybody attacking each other thing is, uh, you know, it, it, the thing is, and this is what I was saying earlier about this music being tied to people's lives and whatnot, you know, when people see an opinion on, you know, whatever, however this member played a strange or whatever, I think a lot of times they really connect in their mind to, like, you are attacking this thing that is so important to me. Uh, and that's why people get so upset about it, you know. And, like, and, and what Downsy touched on, we don't have any, I, I, per, I will take it all day long, like just a second ago about my opinion about uh, Robin Pink, right? As long as you want to construct an argument, we can have a, 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 a debate and a conversation about it. <clears throat> I'm happy to talk about it all day long, but what we would get is, you know, people who just get frustrated and just, you know, well, you're stupid. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> Wonderful argument. Wonderfully presented. Right. You know, like, you know, it's not, <clears throat> you know, like, you, your you're mama was combat boots. Stupid, right? Yeah, you know, it's, um, but I really, really looked at it over the years because for a long time I just didn't understand it. Because there's still there's still a certain cross section of the online fans that are only happy when they're attacking other people. Um, and I don't. I, I for the longest time I couldn't understand it at all. And I really think that's it. I think so many people have their own set of expectations about this band or how this song should be played or how that memory in their life because it's connected to that song should be regarded. 
that they really take it as a personal thing when someone else, you know, plays this song wrong or someone else likes that version of the song better than the one that they're used to or, or whatever. And I think that's a really big thing with the online community and, and why people uh, don't communicate as well online as they can. And the other thing that I want to mention, and we talked about this earlier, is uh, I have yet to meet a GNR fan in person who is even close to uh, as hostile uh, in person as they are online. And I, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, just the way society is these days and everything right. is so tech-based. You know, you can't, you can't, like I, I made reference earlier to what went on in, in Vegas. If there were people in the room whose usernames have had quote unquote wars for years who are, you know, laughing and carrying on with each other. Uh, because it's just a lot easier to have those discussions in person. Uh, so I think the balance that we do find online is kind of a minor miracle uh, to, <laughs> to some extent, you know, uh, sure. because we do manage to keep the waters uh, fairly calm. Uh, but when you when you get GNR fans in person, you really see that passion uh, come out and you really see people's eyes light up and, and you can tell how passionate they are about things. And I think people tend to relate to each other a little bit better. I couldn't agree more. And it's really just been amazing, you know, because people talking to each other in line and just happy uh, to just to be there. Like, we all know this. This is special. This is an event. So it's just very cool, the, the this roller coaster of this band, although, of course, frustrating at times, has brought us on. Because right. not many bands are, are like this. I don't know if any band is, is like this. That's why they're they're special to us. So uh, yep. I, I couldn't uh, agree anymore. With that being said, if it's, if it's cool with you, I'm going to go ahead and uh, drop off. I greatly appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, uh, no, of course, Russ. All right, thanks a lot. I'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks, Russ. It was good talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, see you, man. When was the last time you spoke to Russ uh, in person and not online, Downsy? Uh, probably a couple months ago. We've been really, you know, he's got a, he's got a big job promotion, and he, so he's been kicking butt in his career. And Cool. Somehow is able to still manage and be the the all star. I mean, no disrespect to the rest of my team or to the, our team. I, I just not my team. I, like even though I'm the owner, I, I, I consider myself an equal. We we every any kind of moderation, uh, moderator decision, um, or administrative decision is always made on a consensus basis with the staff. I, I really uh, I really appreciate that. a lot of these guys were moderators and administrators before. Um, you know, before I even was uh, a mod or even a regular member. Um, so I really value their opinion. Um, so we, but anyways, get back to your point. I probably spoke to him a couple months ago um, over the phone, but um, I've just been really busy um, in my own personal life. And then uh, he, uh, he's got his thing going on, but I, it, the, the nice thing, we do have two moderators that live in England. So unfortunately we don't get to see them very often, but there's um, in person, or I have never met them in person, but we talk to each other all the time on over Facebook and whatnot. But there's a good, there's a group of people that live relatively close. We have one moderator that lives in upstate New York, another one that lives in Pennsylvania, or a couple live in Pennsylvania. Um, High Voltage, uh, who was an administrator for a long time and now helps out with the IT stuff. Uh, he now lives in Colorado, and actually last year a bunch of us got together to see uh, ACDC's last show in Philadelphia with actual cool. singing. So that was that was a lot of fun um, for us to, when we get together because um, 
it's one thing, like as Russ was saying, it's one thing to, uh, to talk to people online, but it's a completely different dynamic when you when you get to meet them in person or, or speak to them over the phone. Oh, absolutely, and that's kind of triggered this uh, this podcast because I enjoy talking about Guns N' Roses uh, online with friends. But you know, when Ian brought up the idea, I was like, "Hmm, well, no one's ever done that. Let's see how this works." And yeah, thirty-five episodes really well. later, you know, I, we get a lot of positive feedback uh, about the the podcast. Thank and, you. Uh, like I said, we used to have our own, but <laughs> we're just all so busy we can't we can't manage. So it's been it's been great to hear someone pick up the reins and. Uh, and 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 devote an hour or so to to Guns N' Roses because I think it. Uh, and we talked about this earlier. I mean, it's a way of giving back to not only uh, the fans but the band and just the community. And uh, it, it's it's great. It's another way of of feeling a part of of the whole thing. And it's it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and I, it's been nothing but a positive experience. And it's because That's of great. not even just getting all this Guns N' Roses talk off my chest, but talking to people like you. You know, of course, I've gotten. To, um, I can't believe I got to talk to uh, you know to Dave Kushner and you know Anthony Bozo when I read Slash's you know autobiography, and then you know with Anthony, and then I'm interviewing Anthony a few years later. So I mean, I have those cool moments, but. With with the fans and and just people from and I, I, we will get him on the ep, uh, on a show for another fan spotlight and I I oh I said his name last time I know he's from Croatia I can't believe I forgot his name but you know he him fighting in wars listening to Appetite for Destruction you know so I mean it's just all these different stories out there and and people uh, reaching out to us and just saying this is really cool uh, to hear people talk about Guns N' Roses because I have that same amount of passion. And I invite for I want to have more fan spotlights on. You know, I want to, and that's why I like you, Downsy, a regular guy. I'm a regular guy or a regular gal, whatever, and and to talk about how this band has affected you or, you know, uh, changed you in a little bit or kind of well, it, it's pushed it, you in this path of life. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it it is interesting. When I bought the forum, um, the previous owner says, "Oh, okay, great. I'll introduce you to, to, to Beta." The man, one of the managers of GNI, I go, sure. why, why, why would you do that? And I go, well, and, I, and then it sort of dawned on me, am I, am I now some sort of bridge between, you know, because I own this forum, do I have some role to play here? And it never even occurred to me, and, and nor is it really something I ever really want. Um, and, you know, so it, it was kind of this, this sort of dynamic that just sort of landed on my lap. And I, I you know, initially I didn't really know how to handle it. And, um, and I, it's not something I like. I said it's not something I really wanted. So um, I just wanted the forum to to continue. Uh, the previous owners told me that if I didn't buy it, he was just going to shut it down. And mm. no disrespect to other forums out there, but I I, I wasn't a fan. I, I didn't like how they, how they were run or the people that was populating them. And I still love talking about Guns and Roses. And the only place that I really liked doing it was on my GNR forum. So I figured, well, if I want this place to continue, I guess I got to buy it. With the permission of your wife, I assume. Well, <laughs> she's very, very tolerant. She, <laughs> I mean, I, I, so my uh, my car, uh, uh, like it's a it's an Audi, uh, it's an old Audi TT, and so my license plate has WTTJ, and so oh wow, it's welcome to the jungle, sure. and then TT in the middle for the car, and so on her first date, she saw that, so she knew what she was getting into. <laughs> That's um, really funny. I like that. Yeah, so, 
it, 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 it is very surreal at times. Um, like I said, I, I don't consider myself an insider. I've never really wanted to play that role. I think, I think it's a dangerous game being in it, putting yourself out there with information saying, Oh, this is what's happening or this is what's going to happen because more times than not, you're going to end up being wrong. There's a lot of responsibility. Even if, even if your information is a hundred percent accurate, doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. And so I, I learned a long time ago, it's just not something that I, it's not a service I really want to run. I just want the forum to be a place to discuss. It used to be that way. I mean, the previous owner, the first owner, Eric, I mean, he was well tied into the band and he would get some information here and there. And Yarmo certainly was well connected with the band and do what he can to pass along any information that either he was allowed or felt comfortable sharing. Um, I just never saw myself as someone that would provide that kind of service. And I, I know people out there are probably maybe disappointed by that, that, that we should be trying to do whatever we can to root out as much information as possible. But I, you know, that's not my business. I don't want to get in the way of the band's business. Uh, I just want to be a fan. I want to provide a place for fans to interact. That's all the forum is supposed to be in my opinion. Um, yeah, it seems like a home, just like a home where we should all feel comfortable talking about our That's right, and, and previous administrators have run into trouble where they've in, injected themselves into the business of Guns N' Roses, and it's not ended well for the, <laughs> those people, and it, 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 it's just not something that we need. So that's kind of, when I took things over, I, I said to the staff, let's try to make it a more uh, a healthier environment. And let's try to stop trying to be insiders and passing along information that usually almost always ends up being wrong. Um, let's pass along what we can. I, I remember uh, when when the reunion was announced, uh, Axel was supposed to go on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and right. um, and it all of a sudden I, I did have a contact uh, that I, I unfortunately I can't share who it was, but I got a message from someone saying it's not going to happen. He's not going to be on let everyone know. And so I did. And we were the first people to let people know that the Kimmel interview wasn't going to happen. And, and just because we don't want people tuning in to Kimmel and then get disappointed, we figured, well, let's try to break the news and, and so on. So when those types of things, when I knew for certain things are going to happen, I'll, I'll try to pass along, but things get told to me all the time in confidence that I'm like, I have no place in saying these things. I don't want to promote myself. I'm not, trying to endear myself to people is it's not my business so um it, it 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 gets tricky and it's something that i never would have imagined when i bought the place it's not what i wanted or anticipated but it, it there's a politics to it that uh, you find yourself getting involved in and it's it's a weird thing sometimes well i think you're walking that tightrope pretty well well thank you <laughs> well some many you know there's others out there that disagree but you just do the best you can and you do what you think is right and that's all you can do if you're not pissing someone off you're not doing things right so yeah that's uh you know axel's mo right how many guys did he well, piss, you know how many people did he piss off and you know we look up to him <laughs> that's right i mean you just you can only be true to yourself and and just to get back to one of your previous points about sort of the way that people look at Axel and the mystery and, and, you know, the anger, you know, there's an angry Axel and then a happy Axel. And, and, and the thing is, is like the few times that I've interacted with him personally, he is, he's honestly one of the, the most gentlemen, funniest, nicest guys I've met. Um, 
And he's so different than sort of the public perception of him. And it, it's almost a shame that he doesn't put himself out there more because he, he would do his, his, his image such a, a, a favor, a service, if, if uh, people kind of got to know the real him. But at the same time, he's a very private person. And so I guess he's willing to accept those costs. I don't know. I don't want to speak for him. But uh, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic that is that, uh, about him that he's this is really nice, kind guy, but doesn't let other people see that in a, in a public sphere. Especially in today's world with just celebrity yeah. in general. And, uh, you know, TMZ, I know they, they caught Axel, you know, before Ace, uh, Axel DC was announced, they caught them in the same re- uh, recording studio. And, he, you know, uh, of course, there's, I think, that page six story about him uh, partying till six in the morning with uh, – with Tom Jones, <laughs> God, I hope that. And Axel can party. I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm, I'm 37, so I'm almost 20 years younger than him. I mean, I in 2010, I was. It's a long story. I'll save it for another time. But I ended up at, at the after party. Uh, this was before I was owner um, of the forum, and just oh, stars aligned. And I was out with Axel, and Tommy Stinson was there, and some other band members there, and. There was a core of about eight or nine of us that partied till about eight thirty nine in the morning, oh and he was getting up the next day. Like we went back to the hotel, and he was, you know, I left around eight nine in the morning, and he was getting up in a few hours to go play a sold out show in Montreal. And I, it took me four days to recover. <laughs> um, like yeah, it was. I don't know how he does it. Like he's he's a machine, and it, it's amazing to watch him. You know, party the way he does, and then and, and be able to perform the way he does. It's it's a, a really really impressive. Axel, you are the Super Bowl of self abuse. I, <laughs> I needed to find that that, that soundbite. Um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I I think I've said before I like the fact that they're going on early, so I can go to bed early. I'm even younger than you, 34, and I can't do that, man. Even when during my college days. So I mean. It's uh, it's something else, especially if he's still doing it, uh, and you know, slash and Duff are sober, so you never. I didn't know if that was gonna be a part of it. I know I don't think Axel was the level of like a Vince Neil, uh, but you just never know what certain people are comfortable with. So it's it's it that is cool, and and you're not the first person to say who's met Axel and has expressed those sentiments, and I like that. That's what I I, I wish the, that's what I want. If I were to talk to him. That's I want to find. I want to get that out of him. I want him to tell funny stories. He just seems like he has that. He has that kind of personality. He, he does. He does it. He's he's really one of the most interesting people you'll ever. If you, hopefully you get a chance to talk to him, but he's really really interesting. And uh, yeah, I, 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 and then the thing is, over the fourteen or fifteen years that I've been on the forums, I don't think I've ever come across one person that has that has run into him. Um, that's had a bad experience, um, you know, other than maybe a TMZ reporter at the airport or, you know, the, yeah, or, or you like know, a writer who oversteps their grounds, but, right. but, uh, bounce. but, uh, yeah, no, I, most people that get the, uh, fortune, a good fortune to meet him in person has nothing but great things to say. So it, it, it's, uh, on the one hand, you understand he's a private person. I get that. Uh, but on the other hand, it's like, actually, you know, you put yourself out there a little more, you know, that, that public perception of you that's kind of been carrying on for 25 years, that would go away in a second. Um, I think it was funny. I, when I met him in 2010, I thought, you know, I woke up the next morning and I went up, I was 
I think I was still posting pretty uh, religiously at uh, Here Today Gone Tomorrow, uh, Gone to Hell, uh, Yarmo's Forum. And I've, I looked through many of my posts, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said this about him. I'm going to delete that. I felt <laughs> terrible. Because, you know, it, it's it's very – when you meet someone, it's you, you see the, the human you know, humanity sure. of them, and you see them outside of not just the sort of uh, some abstract rock god type. He's an, you know, these are actual people, and, and so – um, you you kind of moderate and and look at things things differently and it, it it's a it's a humbling experience. That's very cool. Um, before because I know you probably have to because your your wife is ready to pop in any second. By the way, right? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that she my wife's due in about a week, and so I was nervous that I'd get a knock on the I'm just in my office here and I get a knock on the door and say gotta go. But fortunately, the baby's held off. So, uh, but. Uh, what about for the sake of the show? I mean, if you induced labor, we can have a live, you know, water <laughs> breaking on the air. I mean, I don't know if that's good for ratings. I, as but... <laughs> I said earlier, my, my wife's a very understanding and cooperative person, but I think there might be there. So. <laughs> She'll have an audio of that moment for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, I think we. I might be. Uh, I might be a single father and <laughs> to do something like that. But, Fair enough. Uh, but have you gotten? Um, uh, your your little guy or gal a uh, onesie yet, or the the Jean or lullaby? Are you prepping to make another like a new Guns N' Roses fan? Have you? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, my wife knew what to expect, so I actually had been giving out some some of my friends who had babies, kids before me. Um, I gave out GNR onesies and a few of them have actually given them back to me. Cause oh. it's really now. So I go, well, you know, and then uh, I actually just um, uh, last week. I ordered and it just arrived uh, Friday. It was a matching Guns N' Roses T-shirts. I think you can you can find it. A little plug for the official GNR merch store. They have a, a, a shirt that says uh, my, "I listen to GNR with my kid," and there's a much smaller version of the same shirt that says "I listen to GNR with my dad." Yeah, I have seen and, that. Uh, I like that. It's it's cute. And then I've got the little little tiny three-inch toys of Axel and Flash coming that I'm going to put on. My wife has done a really nice job of decorating the nursery with, like, you know, animals. And oh, and I'm so going to have my little Axel and Flash figurines <laughs> on the shelves. And, yeah, no, this kid, it, it, they're not going to have a choice. They're going to be fans. So um, looking at that, it, that's very exciting for me. Um, well, Mazel Tov. The, I know it's not well, time yet, you. but Mazel Tov in, in advance. Good for you. Um, thank you very much. One last, because I know you, you brought it up off uh, off the air, and I know you, you touched on it briefly, but you you met Beta, correct? You had lunch yeah, with and so this isn't something that I've ever really discussed before publicly. Because um, it's interesting. Because I mean, everyone who's I'm I'm, sh- I'm assuming people who are listening to a Guns N' Roses podcast know who Beta is. Uh, yes. But I don't know if you want to just briefly so, who she is, because it's a very interesting dynamic in this band, and of course, who Axl Rose is. Yeah, and and I think to understand the story of Guns N' Roses and what they are and where where they are now, you really have to sort of understand who Beta and her family is. They've played a pivotal role in not just Axel's story, but Guns N' Roses' story um, over the years. They're very polarizing figures. Um, There's... uh, She was basically Axel's uh, assistant um, in the early mid-90s, and uh, and at some point, I believe in 2011 or 12, they became, they formed a company called Team Brazil, uh, her and her uh, son Fernando, and 
the, her daughter, Vanessa. And so they're a tight-knit family uh, management company that manages Axel and Guns N' Roses. Um, and they've kind of ha- uh, had their hands on the, the reins for the last few years. Um, and so I've had a few interactions with her. And now everyone has different, you know, I've heard people, I've heard some not so great stories, but I, I can only speak for myself. They've always been very nice to me. They've never been, you know, um, expressed any um, sort of vitriol or, or anger towards me. And I've always had very pleasant experiences, even though there haven't been many. Um, it's been quite pleasant. And so I don't really have too many bad things to say about them. Um, I know, like I said, they're they're controversial in 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 the fan community. Some people want to blame them for every mistake GNR has ever made, which I think is pretty ridiculous. Um, and then other people kind of understand that, well, you know, they're they're working with Axl Rose, and you know that may not be the easiest job at times. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Um, so it, they're interesting people. Um, they've been very nice to me. Um, and I did have a kind of an interesting encounter with Beta a few years ago after I bought the forum and, and the previous owner introduced me to uh, her over email, um, you know, just exchange introductions and uh, nice to meet you. And uh, I was in LA. I have another. Uh, so my, my work life, I, I run a company and I had some business to deal with in LA. So I flew down there for a few days and I messaged Beta just saying, Hey, I'm in LA. Um, I thought, you know, as a new owner, maybe there's a chance we could meet up and, and just discuss. And, and it was one of those things I was like, you know, there's no reason for her to, to meet with me. I'm just a guy who owns the website, but you know, while I'm there, I got a few days to kill. Why not extend an invitation? And amazingly enough, she, she agreed. And so I, I ended up having lunch with her in Malibu and, uh, and again, you're just sitting there, this very surreal experience that like, you know, it's, I'm just a guy from Canada um, sitting with uh, GNR's manager. And uh, the reason, so when, when I bought the forum, my main objective was, was to try to give back to the community, uh, to the fans. And I thought, well, if I can make the forum start making some money some, and some serious money, what I could do with that money is if the fan goes on tour, I can buy tickets. Uh, and give them away. And we did that last year. We gave away a couple of tickets. We've given away books and 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 shirts. And 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 I threw a GNR pre-party in Toronto last year. That was you know a fair amount of money. Um, so I've always tried to take whatever profits that the forum generates and gives back to the fans. So one thing, an idea that I had at the time was, well, if I could get access to the sponsors of GNR, they could advertise on the forum. And, you know, we could create some sort of profit sharing thing. And, and this was before the whole reunion thing was happening. And so I, I, I brought up the idea to, to, to beta. And, and I think initially there was some interest, but then the, the reunion happened and, you know, whatever pittance that we could have generated through the, through advertising was nothing compared to what they were about to make with the reunion tour. So that kind of went away. Mm. But it was just it was just an ex- interesting experience, and and I do encourage if anyone has the opportunity to to meet with with Beta or Fernando or or Axel, anyone involved in the band, you know, go there as people. Don't go there as a fan. Um, go there as someone that you just well, you're going to be a fan, but you, you're you're engaging them as a person, 
And, and that's what I did. I just, I kind of just sat there and, and shut up and just listened to what she had to say. And it was just, it was just very interesting. And, uh, I haven't met her since then. Um, I've had a few, uh, text message exchanges, but nothing, they don't really have much to do with the form nor, you know, it's not really, they don't really need it. I mean, they have their own website, they have their own forum, uh, they run their own operation. We're completely independent. We're self-funded. We don't get any sort of material uh, gain, or we don't get any kind of uh, financial help from the band. Um, but it, 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 they're very interesting people. And, you know, she told me her opinions on a few matters that you know, obviously I'm not going to repeat here, but uh, it's, it, they're very interesting people. And they're they're aware of the criticisms, and it's not like they necessarily disagree with all of it. But they like like she told me when I when I met with her, she goes, "I just don't like the ugliness on the forums." And I said, "Yeah, I, I completely agree." And and she goes, "You know, there's some things I get. I get the you know if we're not doing anything, or if Axel puts you know it's not Axel, but if the band you know plays a shorter set list or something like that, and people are like, hey, I wanted to hear this." And she goes, "I get that. You know, it's." It, you know, fans can complain and whatnot, but it's just when they go after people personally and call them the worst things under the sun, it's just like, I, I don't want to be around that. And, and fair enough. I, I completely understand that, nor would I. So um, it was an, it was definitely an interesting experience being, uh, being able to, uh, to, to speak to someone like that and uh, hear their side of things. Um and and so uh, hopefully they they engage more publicly because I think their story is one that most people need to hear. Um, you may, may not necessarily agree with everything they have to say, which is fine. I don't think anyone has a hundred percent of the truth, but um, it's it's unfortunate that that their side doesn't really get out because I think um, it's an, one it's interesting and two would help the 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 overall perception of of who they are and 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 the band in general they do seem interesting i follow uh, both beta and fernando on instagram fernando's hilarious but i guess it's always fascinated me uh that it's just like a family uh, organization that's that's running guns roses like how did he you know because axel's had a you know interesting family life and then he kind of gets adopted into this family so i've always yeah, thought I... that aspect of team brazil and uh, and Axel Rowe is very that, that 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 relationship very interesting, and that's and, and and you know that's what I think people forget about that. I mean, they, there is sort of a very strong mother son dynamic between Beta and Axel, and you know, rightfully so. They've they've been there for each other for so long that uh, um, you know when you when you attack Axel, you know, Beta her maternal instincts rear up and you know it, it, it just it is what it is uh, fernando is a, a funny guy yeah uh, one thing i'll mention quickly when i partied with uh gina in 2010 um the uh at one point i was uh you know they fernando came around i was like oh do you do you happen to have any gum i go no and then it's like oh do you happen to have this and i go no no i don't have that and he goes well who invited this guy and i'm thinking yeah you probably should seriously ask that because I'm here through, you know, my friend owned the, uh, was, uh, was an owner of the club that they ended up like, I, I, I was supposed to be there, but I really shouldn't have been there. But for some reason we were, we were talking and they, we, we, you know, we got along well. And, but at the whole time I was sitting there, I'm like, I, you know, they're going to kick me out any minute now. Like I, <laughs> yeah, and, but <laughs> they never did. They were very nice. 
And, uh, but it was kind of funny. We was joking around. He's like, ah, who invited this guy? I'm like, yeah, don't seriously ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> who brought the dick? They're going to find me out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's the thing. I mean, when I was at that after party, you quickly realized that, uh, that when I walked in there, you, you don't, you think of GNR after parties, you think of like, you know, cocaine and strippers and (laughs) all these crazy and that may happen but it wasn't at the one i was at it was like 40 people it was family friends and band members and so you you check your fandom at the door pretty quickly you can't walk around in those situations like a fan like you're not asking for autographs you're not asking for pictures you're not bugging axel and asking a whole bunch of questions you're just he's there for a good time you're not there to intrude on that good time um and so and, and it's just, I know probably want to get going here, but uh, my first sort of real interaction with, with Axel was I ended up finding myself standing beside him um, for a couple hours, but I didn't really say anything to him because I didn't know what to say to the guy. Like, you know, the guy means so much to me and his music means a lot to me, but I don't mean anything to him. But you were standing so, beside him like at a party? You're just hanging out and you're just next to him for a couple hours, like, sit, like awkwardly, just not saying anything? Yeah, well, we're all chatting and, and Sebastian Bach was there. And I'm joking. I'm talking to like a lot of people, but I didn't. I just didn't the animal. To Axel. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta shake his hand and just say, hey, how's it going? And so I turned. And I said, hey, actually, I'm a big fan. This is my 13th show or something like that. And he kind of was like, oh, great. And it, and it was like, the way I remember it, I felt like, even though I'm maybe an inch taller than him, my memory felt like I was like 12 years old mm-hmm. and I was looking up at him. And, and it, it, you know, it was kind of this funny sort of, I felt like I was a kid again. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and that was really my only sort of real interaction other than just listening to him tell his stories and, and talk and have a good time. It was uh it was it was definitely and my friends like to call it my uh, almost famous uh, story from, from the movie. <laughs> I like um, it, man. That's that's something you're going to remember for the rest of your life. You're going to tell your your little baby about it, hanging out with Axl Rose, and it's going to, you know, those are moments that this band, I mean, provides. I mean, not everyone yeah. is as privy as you are, even though you're you were afraid you're hanging out in a corner with a lampshade on your head, and, and so nobody well, you know sees you. Yeah, and, 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 and so yeah, I've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, GNR music means the world to me. Um, I've been very fortunate to see the band as many times that I, as I did. And when I had the opportunity to buy the forum and to keep it going, I just felt like I had an obligation to, to the other fans and, and to the band. I know the band in some ways kind of views the forum as an impediment, but I've always viewed it as... You know, guys like Yarmo and um, some of the earlier owners and, and administrators of the forum were really on the forefront of keeping that excitement going. Without those guys there, I don't know if the support for the band, at least during the initial stages, would have been as strong and as intense as, as it was. Um, I think a lot of people would have stopped caring, I mean, it, without that kind of fan engagement and, and social interaction. Um, so I felt like I kind of had a, a responsibility to help keep that going because for a lot of people, this is their, their, their way of being sort of that geeky, nerdy fan. And it's been nice to be able to keep it going for people and for myself. Well, uh, I know I, I speak, of course, for the entire Guns N' Roses online community where I say thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. No, well, I appreciate it, man. I mean, it is a lot of work. Uh, well, like it, I, it's yeah. not me doing most of it, to be honest with you. Guys well, how many people Russ, on your staff? How many people are you? Uh, so we've got Russ and uh, a Strange Reality, who are the two other administrators. 
We have Power H5, who is a resident Iron Maiden fan. I mean, you think we're nuts about Guns N' Roses? This guy's, I think he's gone to 120 Iron Maiden shows. And he just started like 10 years ago or something like that. It's crazy. We have um, uh, Black Sabbath, um, Tyler. uh, You should actually, he'd be an interesting guy to have on. He, uh, he, he's been interviewed a bunch of times. He's got some funny stories to tell. And then um, we have Guns Guy, who I saw the, the second Toronto show with in uh, just a couple of weeks ago. He lives in Hamilton. Um, he's been part of the GNR community for a long time. Really great guy. Um, and then we have our two resident British, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's the right way to say British birds or British gals uh, <laughs> at uh They've been really supportive. Everyone, uh, like I said, it's always team decisions. We always operate as a team, and uh, I usually let them run with it. I, I handle most of the business operations and, and sort of like the, the logistics side, and those guys just generally are the ones that keep keep things going, and they do a great job, and uh, it, Lord knows where the forum would be, even if it exists, if it wasn't for them. So I just want to thank them because they've been really instrumental um, in keeping everything going. So. Uh, and, and they don't get paid. Everyone's volunteer. And I, you know, I, I do what I can to help them out um, with, with GNR tickets. And if I'm ever, if I am ever asking data for favors, it's just like, Hey, you know, if you guys are, if you, you know, if there's a chance that, you know, Russ could meet Axel, that'd be great. But uh, you know, you, you always, it's one of those things that uh, you don't expect anything. I mean, they're, they run such a huge operation and we, we were just happy to uh, to help out. So um, uh, it's really nice to have a group of committed people help uh, run the form. Oh, and then also High Voltage. He's not an official member of the staff anymore, but he's been instrumental in keeping uh, the, the lights on, so to speak, with the, all the IT stuff because wow. I'm not a tech geek and uh, all the, it, 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 there's a lot to the uh, the, the – programming and web stuff that needs to be updated that he helps out a lot with so uh i just wanted to thank them and thank you for having this podcast and uh, having me on it's been a lot of fun no it's been it's been fun i mean the play uh thank you for coming on and i appreciate you know you guys have always supported since the beginning uh appetite for distortion so i really appreciate all the your support and i guess i should reveal my alias since we're going all aliases uh i know i'm gambit 83 on my gnr forum that's right. That's right. Well, we hope to see you posting more. It, like I said, the water is a little less choppy these days. You can, I remember, I think in your last podcast with Russ, you mentioned something about how you got your ticket signed by Bumblefoot and yes. posted it and everyone came on and attacked you. And yes. It's not like that anymore. Um, like I said, we, we want to encourage, uh, we, we were fine for, for if people want to criticize performances in, in Axel and, that's fine. Just, you know, we don't, we don't need to get personal. We don't need to get ugly. And, uh, and so we've done our best to try to, to direct the forum in that direction. We should just get Guns N' Roses to do a cover of Kumbaya since they cover <laughs> everything else. And well, then, you, uh... <laughs> you know what? You need, you need a little drama, right? I mean, Guns N' Roses is not, you know, they, they live on, on the edge. And uh, so obviously we can't, uh, we can't have everything polished and clean, but uh, we wouldn't want that. But uh, certainly we want a place for fans just to feel at home and, and being able to express their opinions without being treated uh, disrespectfully. So um, hopefully uh, 
anyone who's listening to this that uh, had issues before, hopefully they, they come back and give us another look. Hey, I'm on a daily, man. So you still got me as a, as a an avid uh, mygnrforum.com uh, patron or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so thank you again, Downsy, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that your wife did not go into labor while we were recording. Uh, so we were able to spend a little more more time together than initially planned. And uh, I well, hope to have you back, man. If you would, uh, yeah, maybe maybe uh, in a few months. Uh, you know, one one day, one day, like I've told a bridge version of my my the night I parted with, with the band from seven years ago. There's a much fuller, more interesting version of that story. And someday, if if you're still doing the podcast, I'd love to tell it because. Uh, People, I don't know. I've, I've, people seem to love hearing it. It's, it's. It, there's some really funny moments in it, and uh, maybe someday if the band's, you know, re, you know, retires or something like that, I don't have to worry about, you know, ruining anyone's reputation or, or, or undermining or, you know, I, I'd love to tell the full, full version of that story. So, love to come back. It was a lot of fun, and thanks again for having me on. Absolutely, because you're now officially. You're a bad apple. Right? <laughs> You're always welcome back. And no, that's 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 what I, we want to hear. Whether you know it's now or later, uh, we'll hear the unreleased version of your GNR party story, if you want to call it that. Uh, so, oh, so, so thank you again. Uh, again, this is Appetite for Distortion, episode thirty-five. My name is Brando. Thanks to uh, Russ TCB, which I know it means taking care of business. If you missed uh, first uh, time we had Russ on, that was one of our first few episodes. And uh, Downsy, uh, so thank you again. Uh, I'm still a fan of Canada, even though my ex-girlfriend is from there. I have no hard feelings. Uh, so as far as the next episode of the AFD show, when will it be? Well, in the words of Axl Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and Scotto, dissecting all things Guns and Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The AFD Show. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.